Welcome, one and all. Welcome. I am your host, well, one of the hosts for the Real Japan podcast this week, Kenzo. And I am Ferg. And as always, we will bring you the latest headlines, which are 90% coronavirus related. Yes, from sir. Japan. Yes, sir. But How uh, is... I guess, yeah. How has your week been? Have you caught coronavirus yet? No, not yet. Not yet. Have you been hiding out or have you been out and about? You know, actually, I don't think I've gone out for the past week. Wow. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I think, yeah, I think I've been pretty. It's been pretty tame around here. Very well behaved. The streets yeah, are yeah, safe you know. again now that Kenzo is <laughs> self-isolating. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, the the mean streets aren't so mean anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, does, how about you? You been hmm. staying inside? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like we've talked about before on the podcast, I feel like personally my risk is somewhat reduced anyway because I live in the countryside. Right, right. Yeah, you're out in the boonies. Exactly. I don't get public transport much. I'm pretty much <laughs> in quarantine all the time anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, however. Do you feel this now that the weather has started to get warmer? Do you feel it's mm. difficult, and the fact that this coronavirus thing has been going on for a long time, do you feel like it's difficult to maintain the sense of this serious pandemic? Do you feel like you're at times almost forgetting that it's going on, and then you have to remind yourself? That's how I've been feeling a bit lately. Yeah, I, I think. When you're at home, it just it just feels like an any other day. Yeah, yeah. But but then but then when you go outside and like there's no one out there and everyone like uh, granted a lot of people wear masks in Japan regardless. Yeah, yeah. But um, like everyone has a mask on. Yes. Yes, much more than usual, even for hay fever yeah. season. Yeah.、Eh? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think going outside kind of reminds you、mm. that things aren't quite the same. Yes. Yes, certainly. Yeah. Or looking at any news site where ninety percent of the articles now are about coronavirus. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, that that definitely.、Uh... Mm. Although I think I think you kind of get numb to that、yes. after a while. Yeah. Yeah, like I, ju- I just start skipping all the articles that have coronavirus in them. It's, it's just going to be more of the same shit, you know. Yeah, well, often there's not a great deal of new information as well, is there? Yeah, yeah, it's basically the daily tally of infections mm. and mm. and deaths, right? Yeah. Speaking of which, I checked just before we began recording, and as of. Tuesday the fourteenth. Apparently, there are seven thousand five hundred and fifty-five confirmed cases of coronavirus in Japan, and one hundred and forty-three deaths, which is still quite low compared yeah, to many low. other countries. I mean, as we've discussed、mm-hmm. in the past, there might be other reasons for that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
but uh, mm. it yeah, it, it feels low for sure. Mm. The um, there has been a state of emergency declared, as we've discussed before, in you know Tokyo and surrounding prefectures. In fact, yep, I think yep. when we recorded last time, Japan was on the verge of announcing a state of emergency, weren't they? Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, I think it was the day of. Yes, and and oh yeah, because there was a article this morning that said you know it's been one week now since mm. the emergency. Yeah, so that was last week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and in addition, Hokkaido have sort of redeclared a state of emergency. Oh yeah, I saw that. I was like, ha ha. <laughs> For listeners who have forgotten, they declared a state of emergency way back in February, I think, was it? That yeah, they first then, declared a the, state of emergency. Yeah, then they lifted it after like a week or, or two weeks or something. Yeah, yeah. And now they have redeclared a state of emergency. Yeah, and I, 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 I remember thinking at the time, I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't think uh, a week or two is going to gonna fix your problem there <laughs> but uh they were they were pretty confident apparently but not so much anymore not so much and as you mentioned last time i think um aichi and nagoya have sort of declared their own state of emergency oh yeah because they got ignored by the federal government so they had to do it themselves <laughs> exactly yeah although i was reading a little bit about about that and some of the comments I said did say that actually, despite being a huge city, Nagoya feels a little bit different to, you know, Kansai and Tokyo and even Fukuoka because, you know, there's lots of factory and industry there and lots of people moving around using their own cars and things, you know, mm, maybe don't re- yeah, rely okay. on public transport so much. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Now that you mention that, I did notice when I, I've only been there once, but when I did visit, the the public transport network definitely seemed to be a, a cut below like the other metro areas I've been in. Oh, did it? I mean, I have visited, yeah. but only briefly. I didn't really. Yeah, uh, it, I mean, mm. I'm not saying like the quality was bad, but just like the, mm. I guess the depth of the transit network just wasn't quite there compared to like um i don't know because tokyo is not really mm. comparable but but I like a city like sapporo mm. in, in which is the the capital of hokkaido yeah 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 it had as a, a much better transit network that's interesting yeah um and de- i'm definitely like osaka yeah. kobe as well. well in kansai the public transport network is very good as well isn't it all, all sort of connecting mm-hmm. yeah kobe and osaka and kyoto as well. right 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah just to return to the state but yeah of i guess that's just a reflection on like you said the more so it um, might be more um the prefectures car, affected car centric in nagoya oh yes yes exactly yes mm. But, yeah, just regarding the state of emergency. So, mm-hmm. you know, we've now seen the prefectures sort of... The prefectures affected by the declaration of the state of emergency have released sort of more specific details on what businesses and things they want to close. I know we're going to talk yeah, about this yep. um, in a minute, more in detail. But 
in Tokyo, Kanagawa, Osaka, Hyogo, and Fukuoka, you know, it includes a number of different types of of um, stores. However, they have excluded, you know, some stores as you would expect, and as we've seen in the West, including like food stores, barbers yeah. as well, which yeah. I thought was a little bit of a strange one. I'm not sure if cutting your hair is a priority at these times, and also perhaps even yeah, that was that was a that's a weird one. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Also, well, even more strangely, I thought, izakaya, like, you know, bars and pubs, are, in Tokyo, they're allowed to stay open until 8 p.m.? Yeah, that one just was way over my head. I did not understand. Yeah, it's very strange, isn't it? I don't know. Surely not by any definition an essential business. Well, you know what it probably is, is the mm. politicians themselves like to get drunk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, that probably had something to do with it, right? Or, you know, they uh, mm. they probably have a lot of constituents working in the food service yeah. industry as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The um, And um, bars and pubs in... Saitama and Chiba. There's no restrictions on their on their closing. They can stay mm-hmm, open. Mm-hmm. So good for them. But also, did you see that reg- regarding the food stores staying open, there were a few department stores that got kind of told off by METI, you know, the government, the Ministry of the, uh, what is it, Economy, Transport and Industry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because initially... You know, the government um, said that, or, or I think it was Tokyo municipal government presumably said that department stores had to close. So the department stores, the big department stores in the center of the city, lots of them just went ahead and closed completely. Yeah. And, then, and then, and then the government said, "No, no, no! You're supposed to keep the food sections open." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got told off, you know, some of the heads of the big department stores got kind of summoned to, um, right, to the Meti right, right. headquarters. And I thought that was quite funny. It's like, yeah, it's like, what, what do you want from me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I did what you told me to do. Yeah. And um, also, have you seen the news about um, Abe being criticized? Because uh, he had this video. He posted a video on Twitter showing him kind of lounging around at home. And it had on the left side of the screen, Hoshinogen, a very popular kind of singer here, Mm -hmm, playing mm -hmm. guitar and singing about, you know, staying at home. And he's been criticized by users on Twitter and things, saying, you know, this is ridiculous. He's not thinking of ordinary people who have to go out to work and things. You know, I personally, I, I saw the video. I didn't think it was that bad, to be honest. You well, know. so uh, what mm. the well, so people are saying he's out of out of touch. Is that exactly? What the... Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. Okay, okay. You know, out of yeah, touch. Yeah. Well. Mm. I guess it's different when a politician does that kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, in the U.S., like a lot of uh of the Hollywood movie star types are making similar videos. Yeah, yeah. 
and and uh, and there are the people that you know say what what you're talking about where mm. they're it's like oh they're out of touch they live in mm. their huge house and it doesn't really matter for mm. them right but exactly. but i think by and large people aren't really that up in arms about it yeah 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 certainly um there was also actually just before we move on to the main stories but there was a newscaster on tv asahi did you hear about this oh yeah yeah the, he he got he got the corona right he got coronavirus he started like you know kind of coughing and being kind of phlegmy while he was actually on air oh really i didn't know about it. i didn't know that yeah, and then it was discovered that he had coronavirus when, you know, he was experiencing shortness of breath when kind of going up the stairs and things. Oh, no. But, yeah, they were telling their employees, apparently, to measure their temperature every day before coming into work. And his temperature was mm-hmm, high. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly. I want to say it was 39 degrees, but I could be mistaken on that. But, anyway, his temperature was high, and he still came into work anyway, so... <laughs> Like, hey, measure temperature, but if it's if it's high, don't worry about it. Come to work. Yeah, yeah. It's like, why, why are you even measuring your temperatures in the first place? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh man, that's rich. Yeah. So, yeah, plenty of coronavirus news from Japan. Shall we move into one of our main stories? What do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's let's dive right in. Yes, sir. I don't know, you want to wanna hook us up with yours first, I guess? Yeah, we can do, although yours, one of yours was somewhat related to coronavirus. Would you want to save it for... Um, yeah, I mean, I could... Yeah, we, we could use that one, sure. Yeah, should we do that one first? Because it's kind of All right, related. Okay. Mm. All right, so... Um, See, I don't know where to start because probably need some background info on this one. So, so mm. in Japan, and people who have uh, visited might be aware of these places, but there's some um, uh, internet cafes, um, but also yes, called like manga manga cafes, where mm. people the intended use is basically you you go there, and each uh, you you pay an entry fee. And uh, it's usually charged hourly, I think. Yeah, and they have just, these kind of packs, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, yeah, basically, like, if you stay for like twelve hours, you get a discount, kind of thing. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, it's, it's so it's it's a cafe, and the customer goes in, and you 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 pay your fee for however many hours. And each seat is like a. They're essentially it's just a row of cubicles. Uh, that are all semi-private rooms. Um, people walking yes. by can can peek in, you know, if if mm. they were so inclined. Often, mm. um, but you know, you go there to maybe read uh, comics or use the computer if you don't have one at home, that kind of thing. Yes. And what is what has happened over the years? Um, I think especially maybe like the last five to ten years. Um, it's become a place for like extremely low wage earners that can't afford a place to live. Um, they essentially live in these cafes. 
Yes. And um, b- because I think it works out to uh, for a couple hundred dollars a month, uh, you could essentially rent out one of the cubicles like full time. Yes. Um, so a lot of low wage earners uh, end up staying there permanently. Mm-hmm. And this, there was an article the other day um, saying that there are about 4,000 of these people just in Tokyo. Yeah. Many and of they're these. Commonly, mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I was just going to quickly say many of them will be sort of paid daily as well, right? So they can't. Right. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. very difficult mm-hmm. for them to pay, you know, the rent on an apartment or a deposit on an apartment or something. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I think a lot of times it's the deposit that. Mm. Um, because I guess just on a side note, um, Japan has this weird system for renting uh, home, like homes or places to live. Mm. where you pay so i think in the west or at least in the u.s that i'm familiar with you pay like one month's rent as the deposit and then and then your first month's rent obviously so so essentially the, the first month that you're renting you pay two months and the landlord keeps one month's worth and yes. you basically the same theoretically you you, well. if you if you are uh, okay yeah yeah theoretically if you don't trash the place then you get it back when you move out yes yes um, but but in but in japan they have that and there's also this uh reikin, yes which is translated to like i guess thank you money yes yes which is essentially like a non-refundable fee yes I, I, I guess I don't, I don't even know where that comes from. Do you, do, you, do you know where that comes from? No, I don't remember. Although I do, I do remember having, I've certainly read about it in the past. I think there is an interesting history there. It might be a good topic for us to go into sometime. Yeah. On a slow news week. But, uh, I, but I, think, I, I don't know. Hmm. I th- yeah, I think the naming suggests is just kind of a a way of showing your gratitude toward the landowner for letting you live there? Yes, yeah. I think I guess. The, I think it might be connected to sort of the post-war years of rapid economic growth in Japan and the sort of pressure for apartments. Oh, okay, so landlords were pretty much able to do whatever the hell they wanted and people yeah, basically, would, yeah. would move in regardless. Yeah, yeah I could be yeah, wrong yeah, on that, that but yeah. I do think, it, but, I think uh, there is some interesting history there. Yeah, but but essentially what happens is, so you, you pay, so when you first move in, you'll pay like four months worth of rent. Mm. Yes, yes. Often and, you yeah, pay a, and, a fee to the agent who helps you find the places. Well, right, like, yeah, yeah, and there's also, there's also the finder's fee you pay mm. to the real estate company, yeah. Yes. But, um, so, so there's the fee, which is usually, I think it's like a couple percent or, or something like mm. that of, uh of the total amount that, that you pay during the first month. Uh, but so, yeah, you'll pay like four months worth of rent in month one. Mm. And so one fourth of that is your first month's rent. Another fourth is your deposit, which theoretically you get back. And then the other, the remaining two fourths is just you, your money you give to the landlord. Yes. So it's like an additional fee, I guess, the moving in fee. Uh, the mo- and the moving in fee is equal to two months of rent. 
Yes. Which I think is just preposterous, but that's how they do things over here. Although, granted, there are um, apartments that, that don't do that. Um, but I think by and large, um, that's how uh, apartments operate in Japan. Yes, true. So, so that creates a tremendous hurdle for low-wage earners to find a, like a proper place to live because they need four months' worth of rent up front. Yes. Uh, two, mo- two months of which they'll never see again. Yes, yes. Um, so it's just, yeah, a tough situation for those people. And so there are uh, 4,000 of these. They're yes. called um, net, net cafe refugees is what they're called in, uh, mm. in common parlance. Mm. And so the issue now is with the corona, um, internet cafes, since they're rather densely populated and they're typically found inside somewhat small cramped buildings to begin with so the ventilation is pretty bad yeah and as a result it's been classified as one of the types of businesses that is required to close during the state of emergency and this creates a problem because all these people suddenly have nowhere to live and yeah. as of right now it doesn't seem any anybody's actually getting has gotten kicked out although, although maybe maybe this has already st- started to start to move forward um but yeah eventually these people are, are just gonna have to find somewhere to go Mm. And they don't have the money to go anywhere else, really. So they're just going to end up on the street, and it's going to create, uh, it may create a surge of new, like, properly homeless people in Tokyo and, and elsewhere, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, where the state of emergency has been declared in the major cities across Japan. Hmm. Yeah, so it's it's going to be a tough situation, and and the the local governments are saying, oh, you know, they'll they'll provide support to these people and and this and that, but I don't know with the, with the speed that uh, the Japanese government <laughs> moves, like I really doubt they're going to be able to do anything worthwhile in time to, to help these people out. Yeah, we might see some support by you know April twenty twenty two or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's a rough situation, isn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm I'm pretty sure nobody had considered this problem when when they uh when they decided to to mm. categorize these internet cafes as one of the businesses that need to close. Mm. Yeah, because you know, on the face of it, an internet cafe is not an essential business. You know, if you just think about what it's... Yeah, I mean, essentially, it's a, it's a glorified library. Right? Exactly. Mm. In terms of what it's ostensibly used for. But the reality right, is that, right. yeah, as you say, many people do, in fact, use these as, you know, places to live, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? It would be mm-hmm. nice if the government could do something about it. Yeah, I, I, I get the feeling that if mm. 
they had considered this ahead of time, then they, they would have been able to have measures in place to help these people out. Yeah. Be- because, because, I mean, I see that just the, like, structurally, you know, they're, they're very, like, the ventilation is bad and they're, mm. uh, the density of people is high. So mm. I see why it would need to be a place that would need to be closed, but you got to think of the people that use them for their, yeah, I, I guess, for their, non, for their non-intended purpose, but, you know, regardless. Yeah, and on the other hand as well, like, you know, like we just discussed in the introduction, you know, the government is allowing sort of bars and pubs to stay open, you know, barbers mm-hmm, to stay mm-hmm. open. You know, it seems difficult to justify that over internet cafes, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, you would think, yeah. Or they, or they could even have measures in place where it's like, okay, like, we get it, you live here, you know, I mean, it's, maybe it's your fault, maybe it's not, but maybe mm. people that li- that live there can mm. be allowed to stay, you know yeah. what I mean? And then, but, but just the business will be closed off to, like, you know, quote-unquote normal customers, right? Mm. You know, I mean, sure they could do something like that just to prevent people from living on the street. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's not like they're freeloading. I mean, they are paying whatever the fee is. Yeah. 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 Although that's also part of the issue is that even if the places did stay open, a lot of these people, since there's no work right now, mm, yeah, they yeah. wouldn't necessarily be able to keep living there even if they didn't close down. So, I mean, that's yeah. a whole other issue. Yeah. Which uh, the government should surely be giving them some help there. But Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, my basic yeah. view on this is that a country as rich as Japan should be able to provide shelter. You know, food and shelter, I think, should be a basic human right. If they can't provide that, then really, what is the point of having, you know, the national government yeah. paying taxes and things? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see uh, how how that develops, but it's uh, not looking yeah. good at the moment, I can say that much. Yeah, well... Yeah, fingers crossed, as you said, that they find a solution and that it doesn't result in too much, you know, sort of injury and harm to these people that are forced out mm-hmm, on the streets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, a lot of these people, too, are, mm. are, are, um, are older. Yeah. Like in their 50s and, they're like in their 50s and 60s and just trying to make ends meet. And then yeah. something like this happens and they face the prospect of living under a bridge. Like, I mean, that's, yeah. that ain't right, you know? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, so well. yeah, we'll keep an we'll keep an eye on that one. We'll keep an eye on it, eh? Mm-hmm. All right. Shall we move on? So yeah, I guess that wraps it up there. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. All right. So the next story I wanted to talk about today was the long-awaited start of NHK's online streaming service, NHK Plus. Now, for those not familiar with NHK... Oh, boy. Are you, are you not excited about the start of NHK Plus? No, not in the least. Dude! Well, for those not familiar with NHK, it is the national broadcaster of Japan, similar to the BBC in the UK. 
publicly funded from what are they called tv licenses that's what we call them in the uk sort of broadcast fees collected from from people that watch nhk correct yeah well i don't know so in the uk uh, this is this is something i would like to know personally yes but so how does one pay for bbc is it just like a tax or it there is it's called a tv license basically all you know households with a tv have to pay a you know a, a yearly fee okay, so what happens if you don't pay you are not allowed to watch any tv programs in the uk including the bbc's online um, TV service iPlayer and it is right. a criminal offence to watch TV programmes including those from commercial broadcasters and oh so there's there, there are actual criminal penalties then yes yes oh okay so I guess that's the difference with Japan yes yes I mean we'll get on to the broadcast fees I'm not sure what the official name of them is Jushinyo in Japanese do you know yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, I don't know, I guess, well, because hmm. you're not the one broadcasting. Yeah, right, but, it's like, more but, like reception I mean, but, fees, I guess. Yeah, reception fee, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Literally, but, anyway, let's, so let's talk about NHK Plus a little bit, because, you know, I know you're excited about this, really, I'm sure. Now, oh, yeah, certainly. <laughs> just, uh, before we get onto the meat of it, the name of of the service nhk plus apparently this plus in the name has two meanings it refers to adding new value in terms of you know plus additional value and also okay new opportunities or new ways for viewers to come into contact with this you know information and broadcasting that is you know serves the public so plus right, more opportunities right. Now, on NHK Plus, you can watch live streaming with a 30-second delay, but basically live. You can watch okay. catch-up TV, you know, like if something has already started and you miss the start of it, you can mm-hmm. catch up from the start. And you can also replay programs broadcast within the past week. If you want to watch okay. programs older than that, there is also a service launched in May called NHK On Demand that costs 990 yen a month. For That's Oof. for NHK On Demand. NHK Plus is free for anyone who pays the NHK fee, which we'll come on to in a minute because that's right. what I want to talk more about. But Now, it does seem a little bit like finally... NHK is broadcasting online. I do remember in the past, I've wondered why NHK didn't do this, because in the UK, at least, we've had iPlayer since 2007, if you can believe that. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. you know, this is over 10 years late for NHK. Right, right, right. Now, apparently, what I read is that this only became possible because of revisions to the Broadcasting Act last year. The Broadcasting Act kind of governs or kind of sets out the laws under which 
NHK can operate. Right. Anyway, NHK Plus. So they launched kind of experimental service or service on like a kind of test basis last month in March. And the full launch is this month in April. Over 330,000 um, people signed up for the test, you know, to use it on a test basis, which has mm-hmm. been described as a very good start by the chairman of NHK, Terunobu Maeda. This guy, Mr. Maeda, he also said that he was surprised at how easy to use NHK Plus is. He said, even for an old guy like him, it's very easy to use. So that's good, isn't it? Oh, that's reassuring. Yeah. The, you know, you can watch basically the kind of general NHK channel, the Sogo channel, they call it in Japanese, and ETV. I'm not sure exactly what ETV is, but I guess it's another NHK channel. Well, it's Mm. primarily educational content, I think. Oh, is it? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Now... They won't show certain programs. These do include satellite programs, local programs outside of the Tokyo region, and also late-night live viewing. So the live streaming is only available from 6 in the morning till, I think, midnight. But you can watch your catch-up TV, you know, at any time, 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now... Oh, just one, just a super quick little aside. The highest resolution, apparently, is 960 pixels by 540. I don't know much about what? Sort of these technical specifications, but that didn't seem very high to me. No, that's low, man. Yeah, that's what I thought. When that's, you like, can... that's, like D- that's like DVD quality. Yeah, because you can watch 4K and things on YouTube now, right? Yeah, 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 certainly, yeah. But I was a little bit surprised at that. I mean, I'm sure it's fine wow, for watching. Wow, I did watching. not know that. That's... But, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's terrible. Hmm. I mean, because well, that's, that's essentially half of the normal feed, which is 1080p. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what do you think about that? Well, I'm I'm sure what it is is their reasoning is if they broadcast at a high resolution, everyone's going to pirate their content. Yeah, yeah. So so they purpose so they purposely make it of a low quality to discourage people from from uh, pirating it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very Japanese way of uh, doing things. <laughs> yeah. Basically, you know, fucking over everyone for, <laughs> like, the one guy that might want to burn DVDs of the news. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I mentioned the NHK fee briefly there, but let's sort of go into into this in detail now because this is a kind of main point of contention concerning this service. Now, in order, okay. in so anyone can watch NHK Plus, regardless of whether or not you have paid your NHK fee. Oh, just for listeners that aren't aware, NHK fee is it's supposed to be obligatory for any households that have a TV in Japan, 
but right the way it's collected is like a man comes to your door and says you know do you have a tv if so you need to pay the the fee and you can you know sign up to pay by credit card or yep yep or however but if you refuse to pay then there's not a great deal they can do is there yeah, like basically, I mean, that's why I asked earlier whether there was any uh, criminal penalties in the UK mm. for not paying your your BBC uh, license fee, um, because in, because yeah, in Japan as well, um, there's a monthly fee, or you can pay it annually, I think, if you choose. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, there's no penalty for non-payment. Mm. Mm. So basically, yeah, it's like 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 Ferg said. Um, the only thing they can do is harass you. Yeah, which they and, do. Uh, yeah. And which they do. And the the other part that, that's kind of shady too is NHK, apparently they outsource their collections yeah. to these agencies that are, like I guess borderline, mm. like some of the bad ones that I've read about, like it's borderline like loan shark type activity where they just like bang on your door un- until you show up yeah you know, yeah and uh and just harass you on a daily basis until you pay up yeah yeah and i mean especially for people in japan who live in these kind of apartment blocks you know and they care about what their neighbors think it's not a good look right have, right right you know a man banging on the door and saying you owe you owe this money and you're not paying yeah 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 but um yeah this so the nhk fee for normal broadcasting is about 14000 yen per year you know roughly 140 dollars mhm yeah there is a satellite you can if you pay about 200 uh, sorry about 25000 yen per year 250 dollars a year um you can get uh, satellite broadcasting as well but you don't need to that's not necessary for nhk plus right mm-hmm. so that means if we look at it on a monthly basis the nhk fee is about 1300 yen or so roughly speaking you know about 13 dollars right. mm-hmm. a month roughly now if you haven't paid this fee as I said, you can still watch NHK Plus, but there's a message that covers part of the screen and it says, you know, please pay your, your oh, N- yeah, yeah. NHK mm-hmm. fee. The other interesting thing is about this, as I said, it's so it's, you know, 1,300 yen a month, roughly speaking. Whereas if you look at sort of Amazon Prime, that's, I think, about 500 yen a month. So less than half. Netflix is more or less about 900 yen per month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it does seem a little bit expensive. Yeah, and then uh, Disney mm-hmm. Plus is, I think, seven or eight hundred a month. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Also, as well, the other interesting thing is: Have you ever used this TV Air thing? Like. Oh yeah, Tiver. Yeah, Tiver. Because they do have some NHK programs on there as well, don't they? It's oh, do they? I've never, I've never actually uh, mm. used it myself. Yeah, I've used it a few times. It's quite good. It's, it's a service that 
and it's also like an app, a smartphone app, that replays Japanese TV programs. You don't need to sign up to it or anything. So, mm-hmm. and to me, it's not hundred percent clear why that doesn't require Jishinryu, like the NHK fee if they have NHK programs. But. Yeah, well, your guess is as good as mine on that one. Yeah, <laughs> yes, sir. Um, but anyway, this NHK fee is a big point of contention, kind of politically in Japan. And also as well, the problem is that commercial broadcasters as well probably don't like the fact that NHK has this this NHK fee because it kind of deters people, especially young people, from getting TVs because they know that if they get yeah, a TV, they will yeah. have to pay the fee. So that mm-hmm. means they don't get a TV and that means they less watch. They watch less uh, commercial or private broadcast programs as well. Yeah, yeah, certainly, yeah. There was actually um, an article. So as we mentioned before, so this the NHK fee is not collected like a tax. You don't have to pay it if you don't want to. I mean, you're supposed to pay it. But there was an article um, in the Nikkei on uh, uh, in the the sort of main, I guess, like the main Japanese financial newspaper on mm-hmm. the fourth of March, stating. According to this article, the um, the Ministry of Internal Affairs and Communications was considering a system for collecting the NHK fee from all households, which apparently, I don't know if this is true, but apparently that's the way it's done in some countries like Germany. Mm-hmm. You know, just more like a straightforward tax. However, this caused yeah. a huge amount of, you know, sort of resistance or uproar on social media and things and people saying they didn't want that and they don't watch NHK anyway, so why should they pay? And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. people saying that we shouldn't sign up to NHK Plus because that might be a kind of stepping stone for NHK to to sort of charge the NHK fee to all households. Uh, Well, personally, Mm. I'd, I'd be okay with that. What if they? You'd be okay if they charged it to all households. Yeah, be- because like let's, yeah. let's let's be honest with ourselves here. Like, who doesn't have a TV? Well, I don't have a TV. Well, shit. <laughs> You're crazy, then. But, yeah, I mean, I'll get onto my personal views in a minute. But yeah, what what were you? So, so you think they should just charge it to everyone? Well, uh, the the way I see it is mm. so so er- everyone who's employed pays taxes, right? Yes. And is anyone really going to notice if they take 10 more dollars a month out of your paycheck? Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean it could conceivably be even less if their you know the collection rate goes up. You know, say if the yeah, collection yeah. rate doubles yeah, because they're automatically taking it from everyone, it might go to, you know, yeah, it might go down. They don't, they don't need to outsource all their exactly. door banging people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems. And well, and well now I guess that it's available on the internet mm. as well. Like, and, and, and maybe you're going to get into this, but cause, so before yeah. the standard was, do you have a TV? Yes. But then now it's like, well, do you have an internet connection? 
Yes, so exactly. So if you either have a TV or an internet connection, then you can watch, right? Yes, exactly. And 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 also, I think another aspect of it is like, like maybe you don't watch the broadcasts, but in some shape or form, like the work that they're doing, I feel like it it affects everyone on, on yes. some level be, because like a lot of the like you know the the other news outlets if a story breaks first on nhk then they'll be getting a lot of their information from there yes right so i i just feel like it's just one of the, I, I, that, to me it's the same as like like even even if you don't own a car you still pay taxes and some of those taxes go to pave the roads yes Right. So, like, I don't really see how that's too different from paying a tax for the state broadcaster, which, you know, regardless of how a person might feel personally toward their content, it does, like, they're doing something for the greater good, I think. And it would just make everyone's lives a whole lot easier if they just made it a straight up tax and yes yeah and so just don't have to deal with all this nonsense with the collections and uh, you know this and that yes i mean yeah i think probably my personal view is similar to you Mm -hmm. i do think that there is a value in having a public broadcaster and we you know we mentioned it briefly in a previous episode when we talked about the moritomo scandal you know, NHK has plenty of criticism, you know, and yeah. it, it's often criticised in Japan for being too close to the government lately. Mm-hmm. But that aside, in theory, I definitely agree that there is a benefit to having a public broadcaster. You yeah. know, the fact is, if you have commercial broadcasters that are funded by advertising, they are effectively you know, voices of, of corporations. Right, right, right. You know, you can say, well, the advertising is separate from the programs, but, you know, whether or not they can effectively separate them, whether or not they can effectively report on a story that, you know, affects a major, yeah, um, you know, advertiser sort of yeah, remains to, yeah. to be seen. Mm-hmm. You know, I do think in terms of reporting at times when there's, you know, national disasters and things, I think it's valuable to have a public broadcaster. And as we alluded to briefly as well, like educational content and things as well, I think is, um, you know, another sort of plus for or another sort of advantage of having a, a public broadcaster like NHK. I have actually been considering, yeah, I, I might I, I sign up... Agree. Um... Mm. yeah just uh while we're on that topic of uh, the educational programming like mm. like my my kids don't watch it but they, they do watch it occasionally and like it's like pretty pretty good content you know uh, educational content for kids mm. um so you know maybe those people out there they're like super you know, anti NHK. I'm never paying the fee. Like, if mm. it was the tax, I'll, it'll be a revolt 
like those those types mm. could they, i mean they could also think of it as just investing in like investing in the children you know because i i i don't think when when people become adults they can make their own choices about programming right like what mm. shows they they choose to watch but i mm. like i guarantee you there is not a single child in in japan who has not at least watched the nhk educational shows at least once yeah yeah so i i i think they just need like better pr people yeah yeah because Plus, like, like you know they could they could spin this any any number of you know positive directions but all they seem to do is just take this heavy-handed collections approach and just piss, piss people off is just what they seem to be doing yeah yeah and i mean when you think of all the other things people's taxes are spent on you know nhk i think seems like a pretty good sort of thing that lots of people benefit from so yeah and it's a, and you get something and, and and you know like i said before whether you like or dislike the content like yeah, you are getting something for your money right mm. yes you, sir. Might not, you might not you might not think it's very good necessarily but it's it'd be a whole lot different than other taxes where you do you, know, you pay all this money every year to the man but but you don't know you don't know where that money goes you know no i mean funding kind of you know trade junkets and things overseas so you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. things like that i think yeah the, the, i think there's certainly an argument to be made that nhk benefits ordinary people a lot more than than a lot of the things that taxes are spent on does yeah i mean yeah, yeah, like part of our taxes go to the emperor's new suit right exactly I mean, that, that's all exactly, that's all yeah. taxpayer funded but but i think yeah. even people who are super anti-royalty Mm. Um, but they still pay their taxes because they have to, right? So, exactly. I mean, it, would be a, yeah. it would be a similar situation if you just made it a tax. Like, I mean, people can complain all they want, but they'll still mm. pay because they have to, right? Yes, sir. Just briefly yeah. before we move on, the um, there is a political party. It's called, I love the name of it. It's called NHK Kara Kokumi Mamoruto, which means like the party to protect the people from NHK. Yeah, 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 those guys. Yeah, their their idea is saying basically let's you know, we should sort of turn NHK into basically just another satellite TV channel whereby mm-hmm. like the signal basically is in- pri- privatize it, right? Exactly, exactly. So the signal yeah. is like encrypted or scrambled as they call it, so only people who want to see to who actually want to watch it. Oh, yeah, yeah, pay the, right, right. Mm-hmm. The NHK fee. But as a, as I sort of said, that would effectively make it a private broadcaster, which I don't, you know, I do think there is a value in having a different type of broadcaster and a different yeah, source of yeah. information. This, uh, th- that party was, um, it was actually established by an ex-NHK employee who was also a professional pachinko player for <laughs> a, good, a good eight years. <laughs> So basically, the Japanese equivalent of a professional poker player. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he sounds like a colorful character. Takashi yeah. Tachibana is his name. Yeah, I, I think I voted for those guys last time. 
Did you, dude, doesn't that completely go against what you just said? No, well, because I just like that they were like the ultimate troll political yeah. party. Yeah, yeah. And it was funny. I think they, they, they're still around, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and now I think they're more of a more than they were anyway a more of a traditional political party now with different stances on different issues but yeah, or, yeah. originally when they first formed like their party platform was what for what you just talked about mm. was um you know pretty much scrambling the nhk broadcast yeah and yeah and the funny thing about it was like that was their platform like they didn't have any other uh, yeah. views on any other issues <laughs> yeah 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 and, and the reason they set it up that way is because nhk as a state broadcaster is required to give each political party you know however many minutes of airtime all uh, with, right yeah with, e with each election cycle like they're like this by law each political party gets like half an hour of of airtime to to talk to the people yeah and their logic was if that was the only item on their platform they could talk about getting rid of nhk on nhk's dime for half an hour yeah so yeah i was i was like man these guys are trolls sign <laughs> me up so, yeah I, I voted for them yeah oh well but anyway the <laughs> The NHK crazies aside, there's, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, well, it remains to be seen if NHK Plus will catch on. As I said, I yeah, might oh, sign uh, up for uh, it later. Just going back uh, to, to the news hmm. item. So now are they going to change it to where even if you don't have a TV, if you have internet, they're going to oh. bang on your door? Are, are they going to no. change that aspect? No, oh, okay. they're not. And to be fair to NHK, I forgot to mention when, um, you mentioned that point earlier. They have said mm -hmm. at the moment that they will not do that, that they don't consider, you know, just having an internet connection as as a sort of, um, they call it in Japanese like setsubi, um, a facility or equipment for right. receiving mm -hmm. a TV signal. Oh, which okay. Is, okay. That is That word is quite a key word in the Japanese, in the broadcast law. Um, this idea of equipment or said to be in Japanese and it has mm. come in it has become an issue in the past when people have went to court to contest NHK's you know claim that they should pay the NHK fee for you know for example having like mobile phones the one seg right phones, yeah because capable of receiving yeah not not, not so much nowadays because yeah people have yeah. people have smartphones mostly exactly but before before smartphones were a thing when everyone had the flip phones those typically yeah. had little uh tv tuners built in so you could watch exactly. tv on your phone exactly and also yeah. um similar kind of basically the same technology but in like the car navigation systems mm, in gps systems, yeah cars, yeah you could watch yeah. tv on those as well and people have gone to court um, you know, contesting NHK's ability to claim right. that they like, should what, pay what, do, the NHK. Do you know thing. what became of uh, the car thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, of the car thing. The car yeah. thing was... Or, or, or even the phone thing. I guess it's probably similar. Well, the car thing was... I don't have it written down, the details of it, but 
it was ruled in NHK in NHK's favor. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that. because you're able to watch the broadcast in some form. Exactly, and it did. Right. It did hinge on this word "setsubi" in Japanese again, like mm-hmm, equipment. Mm-hmm. And in the end, the mobile phone one as well was also ruled in NHK's favor. Yeah, However, well, I mean, it makes sense from a from a I guess technical yeah. standpoint. Exactly. However, in the initial verdict, they said uh, the court, I can't remember where it was. It must have been somewhere in Japan. But, you know, whatever court it was ruled that a a mobile phone, Keitai in Japanese, does not count Mm. as a setsubi, as equipment. And then, Mm, well, I mean, it does sound surprising, right? And NHK did appeal that verdict. And then they won on the appeal and right, then right, right, right. the you know i'm not sure if he would be the claimant or, or i'm not sure of the legal terminology but the person who originally brought that case then mm-hmm. appealed nhk's appeal and it went right. to i think i guess like the supreme court by that stage uh-huh. but they again ruled in nhk's favor hmm so there is a bit of an interesting background. NHK is quite interesting. You know, as I mentioned before, when we talked about the Moritomo scandal, it might be worth talking about NHK sometime if it's a slow, slow news week. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Right. Well, we're coming up. It's not quite an hour. What do you think? Wrap here, it up here um... or do one more? Yeah, I guess we'll uh, we'll call it a wrap then. Yep. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for tuning. In. Remember, you can uh, find us on Twitter and Instagram. Username is Real Japan Guys. Uh, you can find us on our website at thereal.jp. And you can also email us at mail at thereal.jp. Yes, sir. And yeah, I think that about that about finishes things out. So we will uh, see y'all again next week. Goodbye, listeners. All right, bye bye. <laughs>